Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, join Gabriel and his food hero guests on The Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So. Welcome to The Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so excited to have Ashley Rodriguez of Not Without Salt here on the show. Ashley was on a path to becoming a pastry chef at Spago in Beverly Hills when she found out she was pregnant and everything changed. Today, she has a successful blog named Best Cooking Blog by Severa in 2013 and a new book called Date Night In, an extension of a popular series on the blog called Dating My Husband. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, when you decided to leave pastry as a profession, what drew you to starting a blog? That is a good question. Actually, when my husband and I were living in LA and I was working at Spago, I would come home and have all these crazy stories from the night's work. And he was like, you should start a blog. And that was the first I'd ever heard of the word blog. And as I do often with his ideas initially, I laughed it off and like, no, who would read that? What is that? I don't know. Plus, I don't really have time for that. I'm working at the restaurant all the time. So then it wasn't in the plan for me to leave the restaurant so abruptly. Like you said in your introduction, we found out we were pregnant and then things changed from there. So the blog initially started after we had moved back home to Washington State. And I started my own dessert catering and wedding cake business. And so the blog was my free website. It started off like, hey, look at the cake I made last weekend, you know, that sort of a thing until it evolved into what it is now. So it's really the blog that taught me how to write recipes, how to take pictures of food, and even writing about life itself. So it's really, really evolved over the eight years that I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was sort of what I was going to get into. Now, the blogs are so much more than just recipes. They are the stories being told, photography, food styling, and of course, cooking the food. Yeah. Of everything that you do for the blog, which comes most naturally to you and which do you have to work the hardest on? That's a great question. I think the most naturally is the recipe development or the idea for the food. Recipe writing is a whole other subject just because I'm not a meticulous cook. And so it's hard to write recipes in that way. But coming up with the food ideas, I think comes pretty naturally for me. And then also the photography aspect, the writing is the hardest. And I think I could have so many more recipes and so many more photos and things like that than I actually share, but it's often the writing and what's the story behind it. And what's the point of this recipe that keeps me from sharing more often. Right. It just, it takes so much time and it takes so much intention. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, your blog posts are definitely very thoughtful. So it does feel like there is a lot of thought and sort of work that goes into them. What's your process for getting an idea from your mind onto the blog? It's always different. And I feel like I've lost touch with the blog through the process of writing the book because I put all of myself into the book, which I wanted to do. But sadly, the blog lost its way. So I'm hoping to find my way back to it. But usually, I'm inspired by other people and by whether that's through food magazines, other people's cookbooks, going out to eat is a huge way I get inspiration and traveling to introducing myself to new ingredients, a new way of trying things. Right now, I'm in this crazy process having just launched a cookbook that my level of respect and empathy for others who have gone before me and and wrote 
a cookbook has, it's just crazy. I, I just, I value cookbooks in such a different way now. So I'm going back and going through my library and finding inspiration from others in that way. Right. I look at the blog as a kind of like this encyclopedia of what has inspired me throughout the year, throughout the course of the years. It's rare that I post a recipe that's a straight recipe from someone else's cookbook, but there's often inspiration there. Where did your love of food, cooking, and pastries come from? Well, I don't have a super romantic idea of having all these memories in the kitchen and all of that. There are a few of those, but what I do have is I grew up not being afraid of the kitchen which I think is a huge gift that my mom taught me. And even though I didn't spend hours with her in the kitchen, I watched her and I watched her not following a recipe. I watched her coming up with a dinner in 20 minutes from whatever she could find in the cupboards and throwing in some spices here and there and just being fearless. And I think that's a huge, huge gift. So it's never been intimidating to me the kitchen and cooking, but it really wasn't until I lived in Italy for a semester where I fell in love with food and the culture around the food. I was studying there as part of my art degree when I once thought I was going to be a high school art teacher. Um, (laughs) And it was the first time I experienced a culture where life happens around the table. And initially I felt guilty for spending all my money on meals that would vanish and there go, what do I have to show for it? But I quickly realized that that's silly because what was happening around the table was even more important than the food that I was absolutely falling in love with and enjoying. So I think after that, I came back with, it was a process beyond that, but I came back with just this renewed excitement and just having completely fallen in love with food. And then the pastry, I've always loved sweets and I felt that pastry really married my love of art and food. So that's kind of the route I took. Right. Now, you have a series on Not Without Salt called Dating My Husband. What sparked the idea? Yeah, so that series started four years ago last month, which is crazy to me to think about. So we have three young children. And when I started the series, they were very, very young. Our our youngest was just a baby. And I remember in that time missing my husband. We both work from home. So it's not that we weren't seeing each other, but we were completely not connecting and we were just basically just trying to survive that of our lives. But I remember always just looking at him and realizing that I see him more as my roommate rather than my husband or best friend. And I really didn't like that feeling. And the way that we used to connect, we would go out every Friday night before we had children and when we were dating and try new restaurants and new foods. And we kept journals going to these restaurants and what we tried. And I really missed that. So going out on a weekly basis wasn't really in the budget like it used to. But I realized that, yeah, the kids go to bed pretty early and the hours that we were using in the evening for, you know, I would often grab my computer, he would grab his, I would go to the couch and turn on the TV and eventually fall asleep on the couch. You know, it was just, there was many hours in the day that we were just not using because I often use it as my time. Once the kids are in bed, I'm off the clock, I'm done. Like, right. But what happened then is I completely neglected our relationship and forgot how important that was. And it was definitely taking its toll. But I also used it as a time to those, the weekly date nights that we started, I used it as a time to really stretch myself in the kitchen too. Because the other thing that happens sometimes when you have children is kind of get into these ruts and cooking becomes a chore. And I wanted to continue to 
fuel my passion for it and love for it. So I'd stretch myself in the kitchen and cook the sort of food that I don't cook on a regular basis and really make that evening feel special. And we're dating at home, but I still want it to feel, no, this is a date. Let's honor it and take it seriously and enjoy the time and not just, oh yeah, we're just having dinner at home like we always do. Right. Right. Now, there are rules to dating my husband. Can you explain the series and let people know who aren't familiar with it? What are some of the guidelines for it? There's rules, are there? Uh-oh. Like once a week or yeah, it, has to be, it has to be from a recipe book. It has to be something new that, like you were mentioning that you wanted to try. Yeah, initially that's how it started off, but I'm not much of a rule follower. <laughs> yes, the initial part of the series was that, yes, we would do this once a week, which we definitely tried to do. We still try to do it. It does not always work but that's okay it worked really well when I was writing a book about it because the accountability (laughs) of writing (laughs) writing a book made it and then I would try and I have so many amazing cookbooks I kind of wanted to stretch myself and choose things from other people but that changed obviously when I was writing the book about it because I can't use other people's recipes so then it morphed into just stretching myself just trying new things and just cooking food that is more involved than what I normally do on a weekday night. Now, did you expect that it would be so well received? Because what you explained or what you just talked about is something that my wife and I can totally relate to. We have a five-month-old and he's basically taken over our entire lives and we just have the one. So Yeah, it's true. They do manage to take over your life (laughs) no matter how many you have. No, I didn't expect that. I love it. I guess it's something that we definitely needed and the more... I do it and share this idea with people and friends. And the more I see this as a universal concept and something that is needed. And I think initially it just seemed so simple. And so like, okay, yeah, we'll do this. And what I've realized, especially over the course of writing the book, is that even though it is so simple, it is so necessary. And I'm talking about the concept of dating my husband. I don't want people to think, oh, I have to cook this full course meal in order to have these date nights at home. That's absolutely the last thing I want people to get from the book. But to see that just the simple, I feel like life is made up of a series of simple choices and making the simple choice of like, okay, one night a week, let's put away some distractions and really focus on connecting. And then what I started to notice too, is that when we were having that weekly connection, it made the five minute conversations here and there that we do have throughout the day so much more meaningful. And we were able to cut through it quickly. And we had a lot of less miscommunications because we had that intentional time together. Right. No, I think it's definitely the concept and the idea of conscious reconnection with your significant other, your spouse, just because life, even without kids, can get really busy. But is there a date that comes to mind where it seemed like nothing worked out as planned? (laughs) You know, I can't think of one specifically. I'm sure there is. Because there's generally a pattern that happens in our date nights. It's rare that I'm super eager to jump back into the kitchen once the kids are in bed. <laughs> right. Every single week, I'm I'm like, oh, it'd just be so much easier if I could grab a book and just sit on the couch and, and be done for the day. So it often has this chugging sort of emotion. That's when a cocktail really comes in handy. <laughs> and then I, I find, too, that once I'm in the kitchen and start going through the motions, that I start to get more in the mood. And even sometimes the conversation initially is a little awkward. It's kind of weird when it's our home. We both feel like, okay, um, really comfortable here. And so then to all of a sudden have it feel like, no, this is the space where we're dating. It can start a little slow and a little chuggish. But when we just press on and, and just 
fight for that time and fight for the connection. There has not been a single date that I regret the time that we spent together every single time. And you would think that I would learn this by now at every week, but <laughs> every single time I walk away feeling, I'm really glad that we did that. Even if it's a simple, you know, sometimes we do like dinner and a movie. Last week we watched the movie Chef and I made Cuban sandwiches. Awesome. And there wasn't a ton of conversation, but even just the intention, Gabe really appreciated the sort of themed dinner, but we were both really tired and just sitting back together and watching a movie was, was great. And that was enough. So I think it's just a matter of getting started and just yes. seeing it through because yeah. it is at the end worthwhile. Totally. Right. Now, totally. Ashley, your book, Date Night In, it's an extension of this series, Dating My Husband. Can you tell me more about the book and sort of how it all came together? Yeah. So the book came as I saw the response from Dating My Husband, I realized, like, okay, I've hit on something here that people can relate to, which was exciting. And the emails that I got from people reading that series and the comments that I received on those posts were by far just some of my absolute favorite. Because as much as I love food and cooking and recipes, again, it's it's really what happens around that food and around the table is what really excites me. And so that was really wonderful. Plus, it put to use all the relationship classes and the relationship books that I read all growing up. It married these two subjects that I find very, very fascinating. But there was this woman, she's a Seattle food writer, Rebecca Den. She was the one that actually said, I think there is a book here. And at that point, this was really, really early on in the series. The desire to write a book was definitely, definitely there. And I'd had offers of writing kind of like a cupcake book or things like that. And none of them really felt right. And I explored this dating my husband option every now and again, but we hadn't been doing it long enough for me to write about it from a really genuine and sincere place. So it felt to me in the midst of it, a very, very slow process. But eventually it came to be and I spent a year working on the proposal and eight months writing the manuscript. And so it really stays pretty consistent to the original posts. In fact, there are still rewritten versions of some of the original posts. But the book itself is 25 chapters and each chapter is a different meal and it's arranged seasonally. And there's lots of them have cocktails. They all have desserts because obviously <laughs> that's where I kind of all started from. And it's fun food. It's really, it's not how we eat on an everyday, weekly, weekday basis, but it's really, you know, there's fried chicken and the food that excites me and kind of lures me into the date. And then each chapter starts with a really honest narrative about dating my husband and about just the intention behind it and just what it takes to make a long-term relationship really work. And obviously there's much joy and happiness in that, but there is a lot of work and yeah, so I speak really honestly about our marriage. Right, right. Now, <laughs> now, there's a video trailer for the book, and it's really well done. Thank you. Where did the idea to put together something that's so honest and so personal, it seems, come together? Well, I am very fortunate. My brother is an Emmy-nominated cinematographer. So awesome. Handy to have someone like that in the family. For those who weren't familiar with the series on the blog, I really wanted to not just sell the book in the trailer, but to really illustrate the concept and to get people familiar with the concepts. 
because as much as I want people to go out and buy the book, buy many, many copies, I'm really just passionate about the subject and wanting to get that word out there and for others to experience really the power of these simple nights, like how we have experienced in our marriage. So I think the whole subject matter is very vulnerable and very honest. And so I wanted the trailer to reflect that. And I think it's beautifully shot, but it also just shows the reality of like, okay, the kids are running around the house. (laughs) It's literally just our little table. And I wanted to give a very real picture of what these evenings Oh, for sure. And I think it captured it really well. I think watching the video, a lot of people can relate to sort of the situation and the scenario. (laughs) Well, Here at the dinner special, we talk with food heroes about dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dish that is special to you and maybe a little bit about the story behind the dish? Yeah, there's a couple. And so I'm not sure where to start with. But for sure, my chocolate chip cookies are kind of the constant in my entire like food career. I don't make a lot of recipes multiple times because I always want to be trying something new and growing and expanding. But that recipe, my the salted chocolate chip cookies are what I crave and what gets made on an almost daily basis. <laughs> oh, and weekly. I'll say weekly. Yeah. And I think it's also a good picture of how I like to cook, which is classic food. It's good food, but done really, really well. And maybe a little tweak here and there. So yeah, and it's a really popular recipe on the site. It's also in the cookbook. And this past year, we started making a cookie mix from it so that now it makes it even easier for me to make these cookies. <laughs> right. Great. You were chatting about your chocolate chip cookies and the mix that you put together. Yeah. yeah. So last year we started selling the salted chocolate chip cookies in mixed form, which has been really, really fun. It came out of this desire to create something tangible. My background is in restaurant kitchens. And as much as I love the blog and the internet, I sort of miss like the hand-to-hand interaction or just like, here, I've made this, you try it. Or So even though I don't, get to see everyone who enjoys the cookies through the cookie mix. It still is really cool holding something tangible and then being able to send it away and knowing that it's going to get enjoyed in someone's kitchen. And it's pretty cool. For people that just want to try the recipe, it's also on the website, right? It's on the website. Yeah. And it's in the cookbook as well. Well, let's say you were to do a dinner and a movie with your chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. What, What movie would you pair with your chocolate chip cookies? Because I know that you did the chef movie with your sandwiches for for a date night you were saying earlier. So what movie would pair well with your chocolate chip cookies? Well, actually, this is cliche, but I just recently rewatched Chocolat and I forgot how much I loved that movie. It was so so great. And so, of course, the chocolate and the chocolate chip cookies. So I think that would be a a nice pairing. Perfect, perfect. Now, Ashley, you're a busy mom of three. You have a new book out and you're doing a bunch of things on your blog. Do you still enjoy cooking? (laughs) Yes, I do, but not always. Right. Sometimes I have to apply that same concept of dating your husband to the blog as well and to, or to my creative life, I should say. And to make sure that when you're in a creative field, it's very important to be fueling that creativity. And so I have to be very intentional about that and making sure because I always want, I don't want to ever just do the blog just because I've been doing it for so long. And so, you know, that that's, that's what I do. I always want it to come from a place of passion and inspiration because I also feel like my readers, they know, they know when I'm really excited about something or when I'm just putting something up because 
it's been over a week. Oh my gosh, I haven't posted anything. So yes, I still love cooking, but that is because I'm active in pursuing my passion for it on a regular basis. Right, right, great. Now, I call the next part of the dinner special podcast the pressure cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast and fun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? I'm totally up for it. Okay, awesome. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch? I just started watching MasterChef Junior with my kids, which has been so fun. I usually don't like those kind of reality cooking shows, but to experience it with them and for them to see like, oh my gosh, these young kids have so much talent and so much ability in the kitchen. It's just been, it's been really inspiring. So as a result of that, actually, I'm teaching my eight-year-old how to make an apple pie today. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about? I think probably many of them you already do know about, but they're, let's see, the ones of some of my dear friends that I've met through their food blogs, but I read Sprouted Kitchen, Seven Spoons, and actually both of those, they have books coming out this year. Yes. And another good friend of mine has the blog, A Sweet Spoonful. And oh man, there's so many. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's what I got for now. Yeah, that's three and that's still, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Twitter that make you happy? I think Instagram is my most happy place right now as far as social media stuff goes. I follow a ton of food people for sure, but I actually love following people who aren't in the food world. So different artists. Right now I'm following Lisa Congdon, who's an artist, illustrator. Helen Dealtree, who's out of New York, painter. Just, I think it's fun to step outside the food realm a bit sometimes too. And you can get inspiration from these artists as well. Yeah, completely. And that's that's where my roots lie is in in the arts and so it's kind of fun to to get inspired just quickly throughout the day so awesome well number four what is something all home cooks should have in their pantry salt salt (laughs) (laughs) because it's not without salt (laughs) of course course i have to say that no i think i think it's one of the most important ingredients if not the most and i think home cooks tend to be maybe a little bit afraid of using a lot of salt. I think it still sort of has a bad rap, although that's changing, which I'm very happy about. But yeah, and salt of different kinds and varieties. And is it's exciting to play around with that and different flavored salts and things like that. Although I usually just tend to stick to vanilla and smoked salt. The other ones I right. don't do it for me. Well, I might know the answer to the next question. Number five, name one ingredient you cannot live without. Well, yeah, salt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think, is it bad if I have both the same answers? No, well, I mean, salt is a really versatile ingredient. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, you can use it for sweet, you can use it for savory, and there's different types of salt, so absolutely. Getting ice off your driveway, I mean, whatever you need, it's there. (laughs) Right, right. Perfect. Number six, what are a few cookbooks that make your life better? Oh, that's a good question. Anything by Nigel Slater just really, really makes me happy. Uh, makes my life better. I go through so many just different phases of like, or, you know, every, I'm inspired by different books at so many different times. Last night I cooked from this Frankie's Patino cookbook. That was really fun. And it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I have so many friends that have written books that are really fun to read and inspiring. Yeah. Okay. So many more that I'm not saying, but. Yeah. Well, did you know that Nigel Slater actually has a television series as well? Have you ever seen that? 
I have seen it, but haven't seen too much of it because it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, we just started getting it here in Canada recently, but that's how I recently discovered him. So <laughs> I thought oh, it was really funny that you really like Nigel Slater too, because I think he's pretty awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. And I love, I love this, particularly the book Eat. I wish I could write a cookbook like that. It's basically just a list of ingredients and kind of how to put them together, but it doesn't really give super precise measurements. Just a knob of this and a bit <laughs> of that. And so I love that. Awesome. Well, the final question, what song or album just makes you want to cook? Oh, man. (laughs) I wish my husband was here to answer that. He is the family DJ. So he really is the one. He has such a great taste in music and he puts on music tailored fit to our date nights and all that kind of stuff. But I don't really know what we're listening to a lot of the time. So (laughs) I'm going to not embarrass myself and just not answer that question. Okay. Perfect. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Ashley. You have officially survived the pressure cooker. That was pressureful. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have one final scenario to pose. I'm always curious about what people would have for their last meal. So if the world was coming to an end and you were to have one final meal, what would it be? Who would make it? Where would it take place? And who would be performing? Okay, well. The meal that I crave probably most often, and so I'm gonna, I, I typically go with that answer just because it's so incredibly comforting, is a burger and fries and a milkshake. I love the one that's in the cookbook, obviously, but lately we live right around the corner from Delancey and Essex. And on Sunday nights, Essex has burger night. And this burger that Brandon makes is the best <laughs> Had. He makes it in a wood fire oven, so wow. it's ridiculous. So I'd probably go to Essex. I'd have my cocktail there, which is the it's called the Ashley Sazerac, and I'd have a burger. And they don't make fries, so I'd have to get those from somewhere else. But yeah, I would go there and linger for hours. Who would perform? Could be anybody. Could be a magician. Could be a musician. Could be a um, ballet troupe. Me Fallon to come and join me for that burger and say funny things and make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, that sounds wonderful and definitely worthy of the end of the world. Perfect. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me here on the Dinner Special Podcast. You're all over social media. What's the best way for us to keep posted on what you're up to? I really like Instagram. I think that's my most regular. That and my Facebook page for the site. So on Instagram, I'm Ashrod and Facebook is, you can find me at Not Without Salt. Perfect. And guys, don't forget to check out Ashley's book, Date Night In. You can find it on Amazon, IndieBound, and definitely more details on the website, notwithoutsalt.com. And don't forget to check out the video trailer, which is awesome. Now, Ashley, before I let you go, I have one final question. What's next? (laughs) That is a really great question. I absolutely, absolutely loved the process of writing the book. So I hope that I get to do it again. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and spending the time. I really do appreciate it, Ashley. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking. Let's get cooking.